Hello and welcome to the final edition of 11 Pieces Now when I say final, the final edition of this particular format Over the last couple of months we've had many, many guests on Brilliant guests, all of them But a lot of them quite repetitive With the exception of one or two Today we have a first for this particular pod We have a Yank Obviously that's not a first We have a female on We have the lovely Jessie Yeah, Jessie Say hello, Jesse. Hi, guys. Oh, hello. <laughs> Say hello, Ali. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Now, anyone who's listened to the pod over the last couple of months will know that myself and Ali, we can be a bit of a prick on <laughs> the pod. But <clears throat> because there's a female on... No, we, we, we are, Ali, to be honest. But because we have a, a lady on this evening, we're going to be... All right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ali, I didn't even introduce you, so I'm just going to do it. Seems it's the last one. It's a complete another fucker, but I'm just going to continue anyway. Ali, how are you doing, my, my sidekick? I am great, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm absolutely far oh, too absolutely. excited to go on with this. Yeah, man, it's just like, again, like it's, we're breaking new ground here. This is new ground. This is revolutionary. This is what WFO is all about. Diversity. You know, it's not just attached to men. This is women. <laughs> we have a woman here today. <laughs> This is going to be brilliant. So we're going to be cutting it okay. PC here. No. no. Good, good. <laughs> go no, Don't go so far. <laughs> but no, honestly, in fairness, we have Jessie Lush, who has been with WFI for an awful long time now. She's brilliant to listen to, incredibly articulate. Oh, God, and please raise people's expectations. Just, just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just reading okay. what I've written down here. Oh, whether boy. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. So just oh, great. Finish. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, Jesse, thanks for coming on. Are you excited? I'm terrified. There's so much pressure. Don't be. Go, oh, so, mm, That's the adjective that I've heard used. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse, what football team do you support? Uh, oh, um, Spurs. Just lay it on me. Right oh, out of the what? gate. I. Yeah, I know. I, I know, I guys. Like Spurs. So I've got nothing bad to say. Gab, do you, you want to tell you my reason, though? I have a reason. Oh, yeah, please do. Okay. So my family's from Uruguay. My father's Uruguayan. And when, before my time, uh, Goose Poget was the first Uruguayan playing in the Premier League, and he played for Spurs. So my father was a Spurs fan. And like, I don't know, curly hair, I also got Spurs. Genetic. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm not. This season was amazing. Oh yeah, you just put the pressure on. Well done, Spurs. <laughs> now I'll tell you what's great, Ali. You know what I think is brilliant. You only have um people from certain countries come on and they speak about certain players and you uh, use certain names. Like for me, it's always been Uruguay. But Jesse, how is it pronounced? Well, we say Uruguay oh, with the accent lovely. on the last. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. Say it again. Uruguay. Whoa, and there you go. Right, Gav, your turn. You try it. We call him Goose No, shut up, Ali. Go on, it's Goose Poya, isn't it? Right, One and second. um, what is it? Uh, Poget. Oh, what's his first name? Goose. Goose Poya. Oh yeah, <laughs> my see, this is brilliant. Uruguay. Uruguay. Goose. Oh. Incidentally, the name of a hamster I used to have. Just some, just some trivia there. Named after the player. Now, of course. Yes. Obviously. Well, Jesse, give us your formation. Hey, I told you, I'm going to let you down right out of the gate. So just just be with this. And I told you that I picked this team based on no kind of tactics known to man, woman, or child. Purely based on heart and emotion. So I present to you a 2-2-4. 
Oh, yeah. This is what it is. What a formation. <laughs> what, right out of the box? Yeah, because here's what happened. I made a list of players that I grew up with either watching or hearing about or had pictures of, you know, hanging up on my room and loving and then slotted them into some sort of team. And that's what I wound up with. Hold on a second. Originally, what it was like, it was like a, <laughs> I said a 224. Right. Gav, what's the issue with that? That's absolutely no issue with that, Chief. That's the a way two, you see two, this four. Yeah. Gav, can you tell me how many players we need? Oh, I have a, I have a goalie in the back. Yep, again, okay. Can we, okay, can uh, we still work Je- out the problem here? Jesse, come on, Jesse. Jesse, do you know what you were supposed to... Jesse, hold on a second. You know we, brought, we brought you on here to break barriers. We brought you on here to, you know, to yep. make a mockery of the, the men we've had on, the so-called yep. men. Mm-hmm, and you come mm-hmm. up with a 2 two, four. Can you count? Now you, now you're a oh, teacher. Two. Oh, here's the thing. I left out a two. Two, 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 four. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. Dave, do not edit that out. No, leave it. I own it. Ready? I have to just count on my fingers. Two, 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 four. Here's the thing. I teach preschoolers. We don't do math. I think you've dropped two, 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 four, Jesse. (laughs) In a number of ways, guys. (laughs) Now, what I did, what I never mentioned in that absolute mockery of an intro is, yeah, Jesse, we need a captain. Don't tell me it now. But oh, I got you. Yeah, don't I'm end, ready end. for that. That's the Correct. one thing that I will I will not fail you at. Yeah, it's just end of season pod. I just I need me captain. So okay, start with the goalkeeper. Who's your goalkeeper? <laughs> okay, so uh, my goalkeeper is Brianna Scurry, um, who I really did grow up watching, and I saw a number of times. She was the captain for the famous and infamous and stupendous um, women's World Cup team that had everyone great, Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and Christine Lilly and Tiffany Melbrett. Um, when Brandy Chastain scored that sort of sports bra penalty kick that is etched in, I don't know, most um, American girls' minds in 96, um, Mia Hamm was the face of the team, but Brianna Scurry was the the anchor and the wall at the back. And for me, she was... She was my idea of what a goalie not only should be, but could be because, you know, now the women have Hope Solo, who I don't think anybody could argue about her talent, but I think her personality and her off-pitch antics get a lot of press and attention. And Brianna Scurry was a rock and all about skill and talent. And she only spoke to her team when it was about lining up her defense. And you could tell exactly why she was doing what she was doing. So as a kid growing up, I, it was fascinating to watch. And a lot of times my father, who was a goalie, would rewind on our VHS tapes, <laughs> um, would rewind the tape and actually show me like, you know, look how she's lining up, look how she's gesturing. Why is the wall a wall of three, you know, for this play? And that's how I learned. I learned from her. And the women, you know, that, that iconic penalty shootout, the the penalty takers got a lot of attention, but Brianna Scurry gave us clean sheets. I think aside from two matches in that World Cup, the American women had clean sheets. And I also remember a lot of people what you want who gets no attention. And that was her. And she stopped playing relatively early because of a con- like a, a career-ending concussion. I've been thinking a lot about her lately because you guys can tell me if this is happening. In, in other leagues, but here 
um, in the MLS and in the um, under 20 World Cup that I've been watching, I've seen a lot of players go down with head injuries, leave, and then immediately come back on the pitch, which goes against this recent, you know, three minute head injury rule. And I work with kids and I just think that like, there's a rule for a reason. And if you institute it, you have to put it into practice. And Brian Iscari became an advocate for better practice. She had like a three year um, broadcasting career, which she, where she spoke about the headaches that she went through and the depression that she went through. And then she went through surgery and they actually removed like something icky, like brain tissue or something from the back of her brain. You could tell I was clearly not a medical student. And then, um, and now she is working um, with the league here to try to like, I don't know, further the sport in best practices. But I just think she's like a, a sort of a great spokeswoman for both the sport itself, like on a tactical level and also how we can continue to make it better. And that's my pitch for my goalie. Now, Ali, this is brilliant because it's obviously the first time she's been mentioned. I'm a bit disappointed that Jesse went on such a rant because I actually wanted to um, basically say what Jesse had said. So I'm, you know, say it again, say more of it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you know, I, nah, nah. I'm just, you know, what you, you kind of you, you spoke what my mind was already thinking. So Brianna Scurry. No, 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 no. Just let you run on. As I said, it, it saves me saying it. So, <laughs> Ali, I'm not even going to attempt to assume that you've heard of her, but yeah, no, that's a nice pick. It is. It's good to have the first female pick. I didn't expect it to be the goalkeeper when you think of, like, obviously there, there is some female players out there, but I guess not all, all the more famous ones aren't quite retired yet since women's football over here really only became famous in recent years, but... It was the the point Jesse made about the the head injuries and that. It, it, it's good to hear that more is getting done about it. As for the player, I had no idea who she was until I until I googled her. Unfortunately, did you know who she was, Gav? Yeah, as I said, Jesse just basically said everything I was just about to say. So, Gav, did you watch that World Cup? Is that how you knew who she was? No, I'm actually taking the piss because I didn't <laughs> want to come across that. No, I'd never heard of her. Brianna Scully, I'd never heard of her until um, you said it. As I said, I just uh, slapped it through uh, Wikipedia, having a look there. it's You mentioned Lisa Hope solo and all that. I think for women's football in the last couple of years, especially when it's not so much competing against the men's game, but more so for women's football to be brought into you know the world's media. I'm not going to lie, it's only been a, a few years that I've, I've not going to say I've known it existed, but Mention a player like Brianna Scully, I'd have never heard of her ever. And it 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 it's it's without sounding fucking nasty about it, it's your speak the way you speak about her and what she's done for women's football and for the, the women's national team, it kinda kinda shows the, the the massive gap between the men's and the women's football on a world stage. Yeah, that team that she played with too was like those were just an incredible team of players. I, you know, I, I guess some of them, you know, Mia Hamm, I think is, is iconic, but those players for a generation of girls, um, inspired a lot of us to think that a, to, to see just ourselves represented like that was sort of unreal. I think before that there wasn't a sense that we were competitive and, and that we couldn't, there was like a, a, a gap between femininity and sport. So you always wipe the dirt off. 
and like blood was taboo a little bit, but these women got dirty and they tackled and they just picked themselves up and wiped their shins off and like got going. And it was exhilarating to watch them. And they were good. They were really good because they didn't have leagues growing up. So they grew up like they grew up playing like a lot of the South American players grew up playing in the streets or with the boys or on concrete. And you saw that in the style of play that they brought, which is exciting and down and dirty and not necessarily, I don't want to say pretty because it, it was, it's skillful, but it's not like choreographed. So it was, it was just really exciting. I'll use again, like to, to watch these women come together and, and show the world that there's like another group who could do exactly what these men were doing. And I hate to say it, but like the United States men have not always been so great and the women do it better in our country. So I know you'll be shocked that the United States men are not awesome. Not a shy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know you'll also be shocked that I will not be picking Jurgen Klinsmann on my team. So just putting that out there. That suits me. Uh huh. <laughs> As a sports fan, I'm 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 shocked. I'm... I know, I know. <laughs> right, let's... but Ali, we've just spent we, well, Ali, we've just spent seventy minutes on on my goalie, right? Weird. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's just um, <laughs> just gonna throw that out there, like um, we, we have to try keep <laughs> ten more players. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Well, it's so we won't spend a lot of time on my right back, both because Gav, I know you won't like this one, but he's been mentioned before. And it's Carlos Pujol, but and a I got, right back. I know, I know. I know, and here's why: because I picked him. I know, you know, I watched him growing up in Barcelona, but I picked him more because of his national team um, presence. It's weird, totally weird. And here's why: I feel like he didn't. He knew he was the kind of player like he could play on either side. But during the World Cup, especially the 2010 World Cup, the man had a freaking unbelievable stamina. Like they rested Iker Casillas as a goalie. Like when do you rest a goalie? That's just weird. And Pujol, their defender, did not take a moment's rest. So he just put his shaggy little head down and played no matter what. He was not going to give up a minute for his country. And that's the kind of like, you know, in Uruguay, we call it this garra charrua, this like doesn't have a translation, this like grit for your country. And that's what he had. And it was just so reminiscent of that. It was just a stamina that you like didn't worry about him. And I also, I feel like he was always aware that he didn't have natural talent. And so he put such like work ethic into it. And it's not they're like players. I'm going to call out Neymar and I hate doing that, but like there are some players that know they're super talented. So they're a little lazy and Pujol's the opposite. Like he didn't necessarily have natural talent. Oh, he did, but not as much as other players. So he was going to work a thousand times harder than anyone else. Look, Jesse, it's not <laughs> that, it's not that the pick disappoints me. I just, I think when we heard it last week, or maybe I came across as, um, what would you say? Disappointed? No, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> Carlos Puyol is... I agree part. with everything you said about Barcelona. Yeah, I yeah, do. Car- yeah, Carlos Puyol is part of that Peps team. And he's legendary within it. When people pick him as their favourite player, that's fine. Who am I to argue with it? It's just sometimes when I speak to Verde Commons, Barca fans, they don't see anyone other than Puyol. 
and that just irritates me a small bit. But anyone who has Carlos Puyol in their team as one of their favourite ever players, that's fine. It's just I'm not constantly on my guard because I'm ready to pounce on, you know, the 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 thirty five year old, you know, Barca fan all his life. Asking to name somebody before 2008. All right, I'm 32 and I did grow up watching Barca just because I grew up watching everyone. And also my father's a diehard Johan Cruyff fan. But this is really like, it's also, I have to say, I have like basically a fro on my head. And there's something about a man who refuses to cut his curls that gets me. Tugs at my heart. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. My missus, I'm not lying. My missus fancied him rotten. Right? Mm -hmm. I like her. I know. She I, sounds I, great. I, and, and, and Ali will tell you, ever since then, I've been trying to grow my hair. Like. <laughs> he, he really is. It's a worry. It's the humidity. You have to live in a humid climate, and then your hair just grows out instead of down. I can't even grow hair. I can't even grow <laughs> I just remember reading, I, I think it was in El País, that um, there was somebody did an interview, and he said that when he was a kid, I don't know if this is true or not, but when he was a kid, he was made fun of for his ears, and so then he always grew his hair over his ears. And I just like, there's just something so adorable about this man who gets paid like a bajillion <laughs> dollars a minute to be on the world stage and is idolized, having issues like with self-esteem over his ears. Mm. Ali, who we are? I think. Like Jesse summed it up perfect just about the is, way, hold on, the way his yo, mentality is. Ali, Ali, do you yeah. not see what Jesse's doing here? Jesse's coming in here. Jesse's giving her, <laughs> Jesse's giving her players, and then she's explaining everything. So we just sitting there going, "Yeah, what else can we kind of <laughs> okay, say?" Okay, tell me what ne- to do. How next, else should I do it? <laughs> see, this is tactile. This is this is okay. tactile. She's winning here. So no, I, I don't will. know, Ali. Do you want to throw something out there to kind of, you know, beat her down a bit? Try and keep the podcast back. Yeah. Take it back. She's just doing every fucking moment. Carlos Puyol, sorry for interrupting you, but I just felt that was needed to be said for other people's ears. You just wanted to hear your voice for a bit. Are you guys sending each other messages behind my back? No, we only do that when the the, the men yanks are on. All right. Good to know. Yeah, Yeah, enough of that. Uh, look, what more can we say? We, I mean, he was only last week, but Jesse summed up right just about the the mentality, the heart on the sleeve, the never give up, never say die. What he lacks in ability makes up for in commitment, and just he's he's probably the one player if you could pick it as a defender, that's the player you want. He'll put his head in front of anything. He's a he's a leader. He's an organizer. If you've got somebody talented beside him, you've got the perfect partnership. Carlos hmm. Puyol. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the next defender, Gavin? Is it like is it a defender? Like we have a right back. No, is, is it's it a left he's, back. He's sort of like a centre back, and I just noticed that my next <laughs> four are Uruguayans, and I feel really—I don't know how I feel about this. Ooh, I know. I apologize, world, but I sort of don't. Also, I only managed to get this guy because last week his contract wasn't renewed, and I'm really sad because I would take him back in the national team in a heartbeat. But I'm also a little glad because I get him now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you guys are the reason that that I'm okay that his contract wasn't renewed. Like, you made me feel okay about this. So let, me guess, let me guess who he is. Okay, go. It's Diego Lugano. <gasps> Gav, how'd you know? Oh, of course. It has to be. Gav watches 25,000 hours a week of football. Of course he's going to know exactly <laughs> what's going to be retired now. 
So can I have him? Because I have an alternative in case I can't have him. You li- listen, you're the first woman on here. can have what you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's plus dangerous. Plus That's the dangerous last episode. Statement. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, but I just know that I was prepared with a backup. Yeah, it is. So I'm just going to put that out there and let you guys talk about him, right? Is that that's what I should do? I don't know. What, what do you reckon, Ali? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I couldn't tell you anything about him. So if you want to talk about him, go away and go on. I'm well, not just like Jesse, carry on. He's really pretty. Like, come on. He, he is. Right? He's a good looking man. This is my gift I'm, to Ali. I'm Googling like, him. Can, that's it. Yeah, Google him right now. He's so beautiful. But you know what? I'll actually talk to you. Well, he's doing that. I like Diego Logano because I think it was the Copa America where you're, oh, sorry, Uruguay won <laughs> a couple of seasons ago that um he came to the forefront for me because in that Copa America, he was brilliant. That Uruguay team was that's brilliant. That's the 2011 Copa America, yeah. Yes, and yep. the, reason, the reason that springs to mind is it was one of the first tournaments um, outside the World Cup or the European Championships that I made my own father watch because he, he grew up just being, you know, one of these hard-nosed English football, that's it. But I made him watch this. It was on fairly late at night, but he he loved it. Absolutely loved it. And Uruguay excited. I, I, I think one of the matches, and I'm not sure, I think they beat Argentina. They did beat Argentina, yes. Gav. They did. And I didn't even need Google for that. See that? And, but I always remember <laughs> Diego Legano because he was just this man mountain at the back. Yeah. This massive man. Now, I've watched him ever since decline rapidly, I think it'd be fair to say. I, so he's one of, I think, two players, Uruguayan players that, that have broken my heart to Diego's he and Diego Forlan because I think the trajectory of their careers decided their fitness and their decline I think that you know he's young Diego Lugano relatively um and I think both of them Forlan and Lugano peaked in like you know that at the end of 2011 and they could have really continued had they not gone to the to the next teams that they that they did and not gotten playing time and played with who they were playing with. Um, they just didn't make good choices. I don't know if that's them or their agents, but Diego Lugano would, I love a lot of things about him. I, you know, I think he's, he's this sort of really versatile defender that has scored a lot of goals for us. You know, his, his ability in the air is crazy. He's the way that he takes free kicks. He's like this, this sort of South American Christian Erickson. There's my Spurs reference for you. Um, he, you know, he went to Fenerbahce, learned Turkish, which is different from Uruguay, from, from Uruguay, from Spanish in like every way. That's the kind of like captain and person that he is. He, there's a, there's a story that, um, Edinson Cavani, um, never called him. I, I don't know how to like make this into English, but in Spanish, there's a formal Spanish and an informal Spanish. And Edison Cavani, because Diego Lugano was the captain, never used informal Spanish with him. He treated him with such respect that to this day, he calls him El Capitan and refers to him as like Sir with formal Spanish because Lugano had this presence on the team. And in the 2010 World Cup, which was when Suarez and Cavani and Godin and this younger generation of Uruguayan players sort of took their place 
with the with the national team, Lugano took them under their wing, took them out for dinner and like welcomed them in. And I think that's what made them so successful was Lugano's like mentorship. If not for the person that I'm going to make my captain, he would have been my captain because of that sort of like, I know, right? Um, Because of that presence that he has on the field. Like he's not, he's not a natural defender in like build. Assumed we didn't have to speak that much for that amount of time over the last couple of pods. Yeah, we get Jesse, a woman on, and it's kind (laughs) of, it's kind of walking the way it should have walked. The guest should be explaining the player. We should be listening. Sorry, if I'm talking too much, you no, guys no, can no, tell no, me. No, 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 This is actually, I am actually, I'm genuine here. And <laughs> I don't know if you're going to agree with me. This is the way this part should have went. Yeah, we literally should have just basically agreed. Or disagreed. No. Really. No, or you disagree. No, no, that's no, no. Yeah. But that's all it should have been. That is, <sighs> okay, this is like one of my favourite let's, let's, let's build it up. We'll explain. But it's really fun. No, Jesse comes on. See, Jesse can't even <laughs> shut up when me and Nadia speak. <laughs> Just giggling away in the corner. <laughs> it's true. Right. Ellie, did you find a picture of Scano? Can you just he, talk about he, he's, he's not good looking. And oh, this he is. This guy hey, played for West Brom. Like, Wait he a did. second. He played for no, West Brom and Albion. A Tony Pulis team. Right now. Wait, I'm finding a picture. How do I find images? He's on Suarez level. Hey. good looking. Stop it! He certainly doesn't make a a, a handsome eleven team. I'm finding a shirtless Uruguayan. Yeah, Dave, we're gonna do Uh, two parts of this part, the first part, and then the second part you can release next week because I guarantee, by the time we get to the strikers, it's gonna be tomorrow. Did you guys hear that click of me taking a screenshot? Because I don't know how to send a link. Oh bless! (laughs) (laughs) That's what that was. Just so you know. Okay, ready, ready, ready. See if you get that. Did that go? Go. Picture. Come on. Look at that man. Oh, yeah, he looks, looks better there. Get out of he, here. He still doesn't make a, a, a good-looking chap 11. No. Oh, look at the hair and the cheekbones and the arms. That yeah, is this, definition. This is, this is talk for another podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One we can do later. All right. Dave's going to knock it off. I know. <laughs> Blame it on me, Dave. It's no, it's all, it's all on Gav. <laughs> Okay, he's, well, my next pick is, is for Gav. This is great. I don't need Ellie. We don't even ask her who our next pick is. She's telling us who our next pick Gav, is. Gav, I'm really excited about this one because I I feel like this one's for you. Okay. Okay. Hit me. But it's an Uruguayan. But oh. he's the Gattuso. because everyone picks Gattuso, and I love Gattuso. But Arusso Perez, the he's another Diego. Jesus, I have no diversity. Arusso Perez is the like. I feel like if you Google images of Arusso Perez, like 50% of them will be him with like his head or his nose bloodied or bloodying someone else's nose. Great. Well, how do you spell that first name? <laughs> Diego. Like all the other Diegos, because half of the 2010 national team was called Diego. And then Perez, P-E-R-E-Z. And his nickname is Russo, R-U-S-O, but he's not Russian at all. So. Oh, he, yeah, you know this man. Jesus. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this. So here's how I used to watch when Arusso Perez played on our national team, I would be super anxious when he wasn't called up because there was nobody with that sort of like bone crushing, like fear man was fearless. Like he was going to tackle a bear without thinking about it. But also I'd be terrified because I, I don't know stats, but I feel like probably, I don't know, one out of every four games he'd be red carded. Like 
oh, like, I remember his first international goal, which is against Argentina. So everybody went bonkers. And they were like, this is the Messiah. Because whoever can score against Argentina, we're going to like bronze. But he was red carded in the very same match. And that just encapsulates who this man is. He's going to save you and kill you at the same time. Bologna Um, legend. Yes. But like, shouldn't he go to Italy? Of course he'll go to Italy because he is going to like live studs up. Ali, Diego Perez. When you hear the name, there's no way you'll know who who, who she's talking about. But I guarantee if you're actually seeing who he is, you'll go, you know what? Yeah, I recognize him. I'm looking at a picture of him, but I don't recognize him. Does he have blood on it? No, no. He looks like he's actually (laughs) trying to play football, which goes against everything you've just described. If you see him with the, with his like head on, his nose has been broken probably a good like five times. To be fair, he was part of the, the 2010 World Cup team. And yes. The and 2011 Copa team. And I think that's when the world really started watching Uruguay. As, as you said uh, before, Jesse, about, you know, about the, the Cavani's and that coming right to the forefront. So I, I would have seen him play, but I'm not even going to try and spout crap just for the sake of it. I'm going to leave that to Gav because that's what he does best. <laughs> My cousins and I had a, like, I was in Uruguay in 2011 during some of the Copa matches. My cousins and I had a joke that we would take, like, a Diego roll call, like, just to make sure that all of them were on the pitch, because it was um, Godin, Lugano, Perez, Forlan, and then we had one on the on the bench. And so, like, half our team was made up of Diego's, and if they were not all represented, it was not going to be a good match. Now, um, so what we're just going to do here just to keep in line with the way this pod has been going. Jesse, I'm not even going to ask you for your next place. Why don't you just, <laughs> why don't you just spit it out? Okay. I would try to, I, okay. So this is, I think the only one that you guys will not know, although maybe you will. And he's my captain. Oh, he's my captain. Okay. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm lost. I'm confused. Go on. Excuse <laughs> Um, he was the captain during the famous Maracanazo when Uruguay beat Brazil at the 1950 World Cup. Whoa. Yeah. His nickname is El Negro Jefe, the black chief or the black boss. Um, his name is Obdulio Varela. Varela is V-A-R-E-L-A if anybody's doing some handy Googling. Um, he died recently, but he played for my team, which is Peñarol. And... Uruguay, do you guys know, you know, you know, you know the story of the Maracanazo, yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell it? Mm. No, that's not fun. All right. <laughs> no, so. yes, trust me. Just, just, do you know what? You're doing us a favor. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, um, you know, it was played in Brazil. The Maracana Stadium was like built to celebrate um, a Brazil win, which everybody assumed was going to happen. Brazil only needed a draw to win. And the Brazilian biggest newspaper, Omunjo, had already printed hundreds of thousands of copies um, on the day of the final that had a photograph of the Brazilian team. And the captain, the caption <laughs> said, these are the world champions. So they were like ready to go. Varela, the, our captain, bought as many copies of this paper as he could. He put them on the bathroom floor of the Maracana room where Uruguay was getting ready. And he had the entire Uruguay team pee on the newspapers. So he's my captain for a number of reasons. I think, you know, we don't want to pee in a stadium. It's destructive. And I don't encourage that kind of behavior if any of my students are listening to this. But I think he understands 
how to be a captain. He, um, when his coach, when the coach of the Uruguayan team basically told them like, it's okay, a draw, you could still be proud of a draw. And then left, he looked around at his men and said, that's bullshit. We're going to play for the win. He, he knew gamesmanship. So when they first went out in the second half, he just pulled this like ridiculous call and then started arguing with the ref to get the crowd quiet. Um, and his own players stirred up. So he totally changed the energy of the game. And then Uruguay ended up winning, um, which my grandfather remembers listening to on the radio and hearing basically the entire country like start roaring and the celebrations lasting for a week. And there's a thing that, so he played also in the 1954 World Cup and Uruguay was defending its title, but he got injured before the semis and Uruguay lost in extra time. But when he was, so when he was present, Uruguay never lost a World Cup game. When he was injured, it was like hit or miss. So he's this, he's like a talisman. And when he died, um, they lowered the flag to half staff and all around the country. Ali, um, <laughs> uh, you know what? She's at the mention of a player there from a particular match. No, I've actually seen this match live because years ago I was um, interested in a particular documentary I seen based on the the Brazilian goalkeeper. Oh, time. No, I don't oh, know who he is. Yeah. So Bar- Barbosa. Yeah. And that particular match had basically destroyed the life of that Brazilian goalkeeper. Did you see, uh, Gav, that there's a rumor that his body was stolen? That's Garinka. No, Barbosa's grandson just had to, like, refute... It was, like, two days ago. Refute the claim that his body was stolen. If that's the case, Brazil have a serious problem with bodies being stolen because getting his body is also the same. So, but look, Jesse, do us a favour. This is our pod. Can you just allow me (laughs) to kind of just, you know, pretend that we know what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pet my dog and have some water and listen. Ali, have you ever heard of Abdulio Varela? I haven't, but I've just got one quick question for you, Gav, just what you just said. You mm-hmm. said you watched this game live. Yeah, no, I didn't watch it that live. I said I watched it back live. <laughs> Dave, you make sure you edit life. that out and say that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen I've actually seen I've seen this particular match. I've actually watched this particular game because I was um Barbosa had a documentary a harrowing documentary based on his life and what that particular match done to the rest of his life. So it's available on footballitalia.net, which is a website that has all his article matches. If anyone's interested, check oh. it out. Shouldn't be giving them uh, credit, but it's an, an extraordinary website. But, Jesse, um, I don't know what to be saying. I don't think Ali knows what to be saying. <laughs> I'm just going, yeah, yeah, this is great, Ali. Have you seen him? No. Did you watch no, Match no, Live, no, Ali? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite as Obviously. old as Gav. Um, <laughs> I might have watched back a replay of the match, but I've certainly not seen it live. Ali, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm loving this. I, I, I cannot speak for this whole podcast. It's excellent. You just carry on, Jesse. No, you yeah, will. Who, see. But wait, I have questions. Can am I allowed to ask you guys questions? Can yeah, I yeah, walk away? <laughs> okay, <great>. you what? <laughs> I don't know the rules. Me and um, are, just the are there? <laughs> are there? Scottish and Irish players like that that are like iconic from previous generations. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, you've mentioned a player from 1950. Yeah, my great uncle played in and around that time for the Republic of Ireland. Wow, 
now. Um, do does do Republic Ireland have players of that generation that I can remember? Absolutely, well, not remember, obviously. Before Ali starts being a smart prick. Oh, <laughs> remember, remember. No, I don't remember. Ali, he does your accent so well. It's it's really great. Come and Scottish knackers. No, but from that time, no, for me, it was just my great uncle. I don't know what the, the, the Scottish equivalent to be. Did you just have a football team back in 1950? <laughs> I don't know, Gav. You should know you were watching football live back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Twi- um, <laughs> but, do you know what we would have had? Just ask Stephen. Stephen, Stephen named a few of them. Oh, yeah, Stephen. Oh, that's true. Get a chance. Um, Stephen, send over um, who was playing at the time um, and who they were playing for and where did whether they were playing for Jack Steens. Lisbon Lions. I think, I think <laughs> for Scotland, I think our, our famous team were more in the 60s and early 70s. That's when we had a lot of, you know, pretty pretty good players and the ones that are really talked about and remembered the way Jesse's talking about that, Varela. So I think you'd be disappointed in any nation and any, any club as well if you didn't have those type of players. Actually, to test Jesse before we go on, Jesse, who scored the two goals in that final? Oh, crud, I have a picture on my wall, but I'm no, not no, in no, my no, room. No. Quick, come on. It was Juan Verón. No. Was the second one. No? No. Oh, no, that was our cap- trainer, our manager, our trainer. This, What's the word in English? Mean, manager. Yeah, this all fake from you, Jesse. You're just coming on here trying to be smart, trying to catch people out, trying to let people know that, you know, you, you think. You're you right. Think you're like, so, again, I'll give you another couple of seconds. Who scored Uruguay's two goals? Am I allowed to go into my room? Oh, it's Gigia. Hello. Yeah, there's one. What the hell? And he was going to be on my team. And who's next? And he got stuck. Oh, God. Stop wasting oh. time so you can click in. But do you want to know why I got it? Yeah. It's a really stupid do. reason. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why I got it. <laughs> For real. So it's Gigi and Nekiafino. And I'll tell you why. It's the dumbest reason why I got it. Because I used to work in a vet, a vet clinic in high school. And we had a litter of kittens in, and I got to name them. And their names were Alcides, Juan, and Nando after Nando Morena. There you go. Great. Jesse, give us to him. <laughs> you guys are really regretting inviting me on this podcast. It's okay. No, this is actually, no, I'll say it now, and I guarantee I'll say it. This is actually the best one so far. All right, but if you had to name a kitten after a player, who would you name it after? I need to know. Bex. Uh, y- Yashin. All right. Why would, I, why would I call him Yashin? What was he nicknamed? Le, uh, the, the spider. The cat. Lev Yashin. Was it Yashin or Yashin? I don't know oh, pronounce the fuck it. Off with oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's Yashin. Yashin. That's a real answer. I'm we, we don't deal with other people's accents. What we I'm say, really though, so it's Yashin or Yashin. Jesse, um, I don't even know what your fucking... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what your formation is. Just tell you an expert. Okay, ready? Yeah. This is <laughs> not ready. This is Goose Pochette. Um, This is my Spurs representative. This is the one that I'm like iffy about, but whatever. I love him because he won the Copa America with Uruguay in 95. And that was like a big, big deal because we sucked in the 90s. And he like lifted us up and that was magical. And then also he went from Chelsea, which is terrible, to Tottenham, which is like a beautiful, like who did that? That was great. I love choosing Spurs over Tottenham. And then... He won the League Cup final for Spurs against Chelsea. And that's like the greatest thing ever when he was their their first team coach. So I just, that was like a magical thing. And also I have a friend who is a, like, I don't know if lunatic fan is the right word at Brighton, but has been a fan of Brighton since he was 
just the tiniest, tiniest human. And his celebration when they went up this year was something to behold. And he sent me a shirt when Pajet was the manager. That's the Uruguayan flag. But instead of the sun in the corner, it's the Brighton shield. And it says Pajet at the bottom. And I, there's just so many reasons to love him. And you can refute all of them right now. Go. Go ahead, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like Mark Vizico level pick, isn't it? I know. I'm just... This one was really like a heart pick. Like this was emotional instead of like tactical because I, you know. Yeah, do you know what? That's what it's about, though. Let's be honest, Gav. Like, <laughs> as much as you rambled on about every other player and how good they've been, <laughs> it is a, it is generally about the player that means something to them. And for somebody to be Uruguayan and obviously she's a sports fan, so played for the, the club as well. This is the pick that we really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. He also <laughs> no. You can laugh. You, he also won a European trophy with Real Zaragoza in one of the most memorable uh, yeah. cup finals ever, where the great Noeem scored arguably one of the greatest cup final goals ever. Gab, I feel you've brought this final more times than Ronaldo's been mentioned in this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, Cafe was in that final as well. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like it's this final's been spoken about more times than any other game that we discuss. Do you know what you could do? Tell us a bit more about Guichbouillet. <laughs> His sons were born in Spain, but one of them chose to maintain nationality for Uruguay so he could play in Uruguay, which is great. And he's just, he's like... Oh, I don't want to make this connection. He's like a Pochettino-type manager. Like, he's just sort of suave and... Have you and, seen, sorry, have you seen Goose Boyer manage Real Betis? Hmm? Hmm? I have watched Real Betis, he's not, yes. He's not, a, he's not a good manager. He's yeah. not, well... And Poch is pretty good. Poch is amazing. I hate that he's Argentinian, but I love that he's our manager. Um, Sorry, Argentina. He is not having, no, he's not great at Real Betis. But he's had some, like, I don't understand why that's happening, though. Gab, like, what's happening? Because He was sacked. But... He's been great. Like at other squads, he's been spoken of super, like really highly by his players. He's had successes elsewhere. So, so why not here? Oh, you're asking me, Jesus. I'm asking you. That's a question. Sorry, I should have gone up there. Why not there? That was a better question formation. I don't know. Wasn't he at Brighton? Didn't he do very well at Brighton? And he walked out on them. No, they chose not to extend. And then he was at Sunderland. And after Sunderland became Sunderland with Adam Johnson, he left, which I applaud him for. So Uruguayans don't make man- good managers, do they? <gasps> False. Terrible. What, terrible. I'll leave you want more to say. I know. I, Uruguayans, though, have not, like, traditionally not done well in the Premier League, except for one notable example. Ali, you may have heard of him. I'm not sure. But, what, managers? Uh, no, players. Yeah, he was all right. Um, you know, he did... Pretty well. Yeah, but he now plays for that cunt of a club, so yeah, he's a dick. Oh. Oh. Fuck off. <laughs> the wee buck to fucking road that he is. Um, some Liverpool players have said that he's still the best they've ever played with. Ah, yes, he he's, he's the best player we've had play at our club for me. He's just phenomenal. Ever? Yeah, I think ever. so. I just think... A- I just thought he was, it was like just out of this world. The things he could do... Um, I was watching like his season, that 13-14 season, in a video. And just some of the things he, he pulled off was just 
filthy. And that little cop kids interview with the little boy Liam and and yeah. and Suarez is drinking mate and Liam is drinking tea. There's nothing cuter than that. But Bullshit really like opened that market. Oh come on, let's I not don't... compare. Don't, please don't even try and put. No, not as a player. All oh, right. Not <laughs> as a player, but like for for agents to even consider that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, oh, right. Jesse, just, just tell your next player. Yeah, move on. Okay. <laughs> Great. So this one you won't love, and you won't have to love. And I know he's been picked before, so I was going to pick someone else, but this one's really like because I grew up. Uh, I mean, my father loves the the Netherlands team because of Cruyff. And so World Cup time is, like, obviously the best time for anyone. It's, like, you know, Christmas and world peace all wrapped up into, like, one beautiful moment. So Clarence Seedorf, for me, I was going to pick Ronaldinho, but I feel like everyone should pick Ronaldinho. Like, you should just automatically know that Ronaldinho, if you could pick him, you would. So I didn't. So Seedorf played with like the same sort of joy and giddiness, like like he just knew that he was so lucky to be playing. And so why not enjoy every moment on the ball? And you, so it was just like a joy to watch him. Like he was always smiling and he was always happy. And it was like, you knew that feeling. Like anyone who's ever played football gets that feeling of like, I cannot believe I get to put my boots on and run around on a field with my friends and kick a ball around. And that's how he played. And I love it. And then, at Milan with Gattuso and Pirlo, like that was some, that was a trio. Like that was electricity there. I feel like with Holland, like he was that kind of player that you didn't, like you never had to worry about. Like he could, you know, he really could play anywhere. Like he looked around, he identified like wherever the holes were on the pitch and he went to plug them. And I just realized how dirty that sounded. That was terrible. Fix that. Fix that sentence. Oh my God. No, don't fix that. Dave. That's, <laughs> That's wrong. Um, ugh. He was just like really strong on the ball, but like his passing ability was was beautiful. So it was like, you know, a lot of abilities in one player that you that you didn't often see. Ali, we've had say that for Oh, I know you've had I'm letting uh, you guys down. Sorry, Jesse, do you mind I'm speaking to me co-host? <laughs> <laughs> Ali um <laughs> Oh <dear>. Um, um. <laughs> We can say that. I mean, I don't like the man. You I know, speak I'm really me. sorry. Just shut up and let speak. Oh my, this is one big fuck. I, I do speak highly. <laughs> oh bless. <laughs> God, this reminds me of body in the box all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, Clem say that. What a player! What, you, what a player! What a player! You don't even like him, go. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking stand the man. <laughs> oh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, just shut up and let me speak. <laughs> you keep giggling. <laughs> You're like a schoolgirl. Dave, please keep all this giggle on then. Just clean it up, but leave Gav's giggles. Just randomly put it in. Just audio giggles halfway through. Motherfucker, it's supposed to be a serious pod, and he's fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. Just, just from start to finish, I don't know what you're doing here. Oh, bless. You need to stop drinking, Gavin, on pods. You just can't take it seriously. Bags is this, you know what? 
That was my favorite part. Okay. My, I think I'm up to midfielder. I don't know. My attacking midfielder. Let's put him there. It's Valderrama, okay. you guys. That's what he is. <laughs> Carlos Valderrama. Um, he came to MLS, and I feel like we're spirit animals. He has a fro. I have a fro. He's like who I would be in male form. He's... He's like super weird. He like I he's like the nineties. Like who else looks like Carlos Valderrama? He's nineteen ninety-five in if you were a football player. He's totally flashy and you can't take your eyes off him. And he played for the fucking Tampa Bay Mutiny. It's the dumbest team name ever. But you went to watch them, even though it's the MLS, because who did not want to see Carlos Valderrama? And at the time, like now the MLS doesn't care about Latino when we went, it was every form of Spanish being spoken and you would get there like two hours before the match. And sometimes you would see the players and they would like come and like tailgate with people. And, and it was like the effing United Nations because Colombians would be screaming their heads off for Valderrama. And it was just really fun. And I loved watching him and that's go just, <laughs> that's that's it. That's what I got. Wait, I, I think I'm, Simon gave Valderrama to the game. I just come in, <laughs> so stay sorry. back, composed, and she does it. I mean, I'm the worst. I mean, I think his you know, thumbs like, up this podcast. <laughs> I like Valderrama's a legend, an absolutely legend, a brilliant footballer, quirky looking man. But <laughs> you know what, Ali? The most used cliche on this show is show what more can be said. But based because we've Jesse on here, well, what more can be said? <laughs> She's given us every star, every every. Yeah, I don't. But this, yeah, and you know, we should have had her on as the first guest because this would have then been the benchmark for the rest of them. And not in a negative way. All them other boys would have having to step up to the mark. I mean, these are the, they just having to step up. It just She's that just I was nervous. I did research. Nervous? We're nervous because we're sitting there going, shit, she's just a fucking... She's just basically <laughs> recited Wikipedia and all we can go on is Wikipedia. <laughs> that is pretty much a... I have really nerdy soccer books in Spanish. I'll send them to you. They're great. No, you know, actually, don't... Um, Gal don't. can't read. <laughs> they have pictures in them. Gav's colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> And some of them are from 1950, so they're black and white. Uh, Gav watched that live. He doesn't need the books. I know. <laughs> I swear before this pod is out, I'm going to get you back. <laughs> Jesse, just give us your next four months. <laughs> this is just going to go on forever, if not. Yeah. Okay, you guys, I'm on strikers. This is so great. We're getting somewhere. Um, Yori Jokaev. I'm pronouncing Ooh, that wrong. I don't know how to say nice, that in French. That's a nice pick. Jokaev. Jokaev. Jurkaev, great. I love that. That's um, a lovely pick, actually. I love him. I, he's just like, again, like I got to see him live a lot when he came to the Metro Stars or the, yeah, the Metro Stars in MLS. But I remember watching him in the French national team and at PSG, and he was like not as, as flashy as a lot of the other players. So he sort of stayed under the radar. But he was that anchor person of like, you, he was never going to fuck up. He just knew what he was doing. And then he went to Bolton and it was that thing of like, why, why are you, what, why are you going to Bolton? But he played with JJ Okocha, who's amazing. Yeah. 
and Ivan Campo, who like I love, I you can't, I love Ivan Campo. He's it's it, for me, it like was the trio that on paper makes zero sense. Like nobody would would think to put them together in any. I don't know. I would not have put them together if someone was like make a a trio of players that work. They would never have been on my radar. But it was so great to watch them, and somehow you wanted to watch Bolton of all teams that when they were on, right? Like they were just really good. And then he was the first designated players to come to MLS and not in this, sorry, Ali, I don't mean this in a terrible way because I, I really like David Beckham, but MLS has this history of signing like Beckham and Henri and, and Drogba and, and not considering how well they're actually going to play, just using them for like billboards. But Jorkaev, which I'm now so excited to pronounce well, like, he just played and came fucking well, like super well. And he made everyone else just good um, because he led the team. Like he would look at the younger players on the team and just yell at them and talk to them. And you could see them like pulling their shoulders back and, and like striving to be better. And now um, he's got this, like I live in Brooklyn, so I'm close to the city and he's got this nonprofit that, like creates little soccer programs in New York for young players to play in. And, and they go into like urban and lower income areas um, and they work with refugees a lot. So I just, I think I like him as a person too. So, you know, Yuri, if you're listening, let's go out for coffee. He listens, right? Like he listens to this podcast. We have oh yeah. Great. <laughs> I feel like he's one of them. Ali, Ali, that's a lovely pick because he was for the Fr- French team. How would you, how would you word it? He was, the unheralded, I'm losing the will to fucking live because I've just forgotten oh, what no. I was going to say. He was the unsung hero. Yes, that's the word I was looking When for. you think of the names around him, yeah, he was definitely the, yeah, yeah. the efficient, quietly goes about his job, does it really well, but never really got all it's, the accolades. It, yeah, exceptionally well. Yeah. And when when she mentioned um, Jockey Ev, the first thing that popped into my head was that Bolton team. And then after that, the first thing that popped into my head after that was JJ Akasha. That was a that was a lovely, lovely team put together. A lot of them are old when I say old people. They were players who are coming to the end of that career. That was a lovely team, that Bolton said. It, it was. It's probably the only time Bolton have ever been a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, True. It was like I obviously I had a culture on my team and it was just when I was I remember when I was just looking through all the players and I seen Bolton and I was like wait a minute here I forgot all about that and then I started going through the teams and then you're like Ivan Campo and Jorka and you're like wow wait a minute here Bolton were good and then you started watching <laughs> all the videos again you're like oh yeah it just I didn't know he played in America though at all <laughs> I thought he hit the bottom of the barrel when he played for Bolton but it clearly got lower <laughs> And it, but it wasn't like one of those, you know, last ditch efforts that I feel like a lot of like, you know, like Lampard comes and people were talking about Wayne Rooney, like, I'll just extend my, like, it is a last ditch, but I'm going to get a lot of money for it. Like he played and really raised the bar, whatever bar we had, a low bar, (laughs) the floor. Absolutely fascinating. Um, (laughs) Give us, um, you've two left, Jesse. Um, I think we're hitting on nearly two hours here now. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Don't worry, Dave. Dave does what he's told. Just edit Dave. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So oh, I'm choosing. Okay. So one of. Are you choosing off the top of your head? Have you no, this? I had three and I, I was still trying to decide this morning. So yes, I'm choosing right now. Well, you tried to um, play eight earlier. So just go with 12. It's fine. Great. Yeah, my, team is, my team is 16. Okay. So this is Dario Silva. Yes, he's Uruguayan. Whatever. I'm just accepting this. Um, he started Defensor and then again at Peñarol, which is why, like, he, where he won my heart. But then he went to Cagliari. Is that I can't pronounce anything in Italian. I pronounce Cal- it in Spanish. Cagliari. Cagliari. And I'm just gonna mess it up again. I'm so sorry, Italians. But he had this like amazing nickname, <laughs> Sapi Binka, which is nuisance, which I love um, because that's what he is. He like took them back to the city. Yeah. And he did what, like, almost no one in Uruguay does, which he was loaned back to Peñarol because he said he wanted to come back home. And he was great. Um, he helped Peñarol re-win, retake the title from Nacional, which is their their rivals. And then he, he again, like, no one does this. He went, he left Uruguay and went to Malaga and played there, I, I, I want to say, for, like, a really, I don't know, like a decade, like 10 years. I don't know. He played for a really long time. Um he was an absolute fan favorite. I mean, I remember watching and seeing a lot of um, Uruguayan flags in the stadium, which is always really fun because I, I'm there's so few of us that I'm like shocked every time I see an Uruguayan flag. Um, but he was red carded so often, and that's the kind of player he was. Like that's the nuisance in him is he will just go for it. Like he he doesn't think he he play he plays on instinct. And then he would. I remember. I actually remember where I was when I heard this news that. Um, he was in a car, like a pretty severe car crash in Montevideo in the capital of Uruguay. Um, they had to put him in a medically induced coma. Um, and part of his leg was amputated. And it, like the, the national team players and Peñarol rallied around him. They had a, now the word went out of my head, like where you raise funds for him. That thing. He actually then was in a charity match for this organization that's incredible. That's called Fundación Niños con Alas, which is like children with the foundation for children with wings as a semi-paraplegic and scored a a penalty kick. And so he's, he's now become like um, a leader. He was, he's in the Paralympics and he organizes a lot of charity matches in Uruguay for young kids with disabilities so I like him as a person. And I also, I, you know, I was really sad that his his career was sort of cut to an end, cut short at his, like, at part of his prime. But he turned it into something really positive. Ali. Dario <laughs> Silva. I actually only remember him from playing for Portsmouth. I just remember the, the, the blonde hair playing for him. He didn't do very well there. And then obviously I'd heard no. about the car crash. Um, which is unfortunate. I didn't know anything about the after stuff, but that's really all I know of him. I take it you watch more of him in, in Italy, Dave, for hey, Dave? Gav. Dave, my name is Gav, <laughs> and I told you before this pod would end, I would get you back, you silly fuck. My name is Gav. It's Gav. <laughs> anyway, Ali. <laughs> Gav speaking. <laughs> I'm sure we can go back. You've called me Andy many a time between this and body. Andy, Ali, two years of fucking saying useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's speak about the fucking player. I can't. She's not to speak about everything. I was going to talk about what she was speaking about, but she done it anyway. So what the fuck can I say? 
Right, Dave, edit Jesse talking about the injury. Gav, Gav, speak about the injury. Yeah, do that, do that. No, 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 no. Jesse, don't. Guys, it's going to be so boring listening to me the entire time. That's the worst. Really isn't Jesse trust me. Yeah, I it's going to be brilliant. Especially, especially <laughs> your pronunciation, the way you say some things. People are just going to love just hearing that. Uh, Uge. Uge. <laughs> Uge. I really hope I sound like both of those things. Yeah. No, yep. I tell you, she's going on to our last player, and I know who this player is. You um, know! Oh, oh, yeah, and I know this player for me is fantastic. He's one of football's most underrated, brilliant players in the last 20 years. And yeah, it's also blatant cheating on my part. Shit, I may have fucked up here, but go on, spit him out. <laughs> oh, shit, now I'm nervous. It has to be Farlan. No, it's not. Farlan is still playing. You're fucking kidding me. No, he's playing in Mumbai. When, when was oh, he ever Mumbai playing? India. Oh, that, that, that's blasphemy. I know, he's that playing in Mumbai. I, so this is even... This, okay, so I am the proud owner of a clock and a set of dishes with Forlan's face on them. I love him. But he's playing, so I can't. But this guy that I'm going to pick is not so I feel like it's not cheating I asked you about him because because Party. no no I'm going to give it to you but I've got a backup alright I've got a backup it's Sebastián Abreu El Loco El Loco Abreu you know him Ooh. Google right now go to Google and type in A-B-R-E-U and you know him because he's his nickname is El Loco the crazy he is 41 years old he just stopped playing three days ago, four days ago, five days ago. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, so it's like yeah. ish cheating because we don't know what's going to – like they may pick up his contract again. I don't know. But like at the very moment, like this minute, 641 Eastern Standard Time on Friday, he's not playing. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Amazing. What's so Sebastian Abreu. I don't know. What's, what? How would you – now I'm. Now I don't no, understand no, no, anything. No. Else. That's Jeez, what we. No, Jesse, no, no, don't doubt yourself. Okay, you can speak <laughs> the language. He's fucking Irish. Go with you. <laughs> Great. Fuck are you to slag me off, Mister Scottish. Sebastian Abreu was born in the same like tiny town that my family's from in Minas, um, Uruguay. Which, if you ever see a freckle on the map of Uruguay, it's um, we just got our third traffic light. Congratulate us! It's really exciting. Yeah, so it's he's from this like tiny, tiny, tiny town, which is famous for two things. One is having a giant stone statue of Artigas, who's like the um, uh, like founding father, the guy who fought for independence and freedom. And the other one is this player. So one of Abreu's tattoos is this giant on his arm um, tattoo of Artigas, the the guy who fought for independence, which like to an American makes no sense because there was no founding father. Like I would, if anybody was like, get a tattoo of George Washington, never going to happen. But it's, he's so crazy. Like his nickname is the crazy one. And he's played in 23 clubs in nine different countries in the last 22 years. He's still playing at 41. But the loopiest thing is that in that 2010 world cup, when I hate even thinking about this, but when Suarez had that that handball where he was red carded against Ghana, and so we went to penalties. Mm-hmm. They gave Abreu the very last penalty, 
And like, you know, none of us are breathing. Our hearts have stopped. And he steps up to the ball and you could see the Suarez, they like shoot to Suarez. He's in the tunnel. He's crying. Like tears are running down his face. The players are like Lugano has his teeth clenched. Godinez turns around and he chips it in with a fucking panenka. Oh yeah. yeah. Because that's who he is. He's crazy. And he, only he would have the balls to decide that he is going to take us to the next round with a panenka. And it, and it does, it wins because he like ice water runs through his veins and I love him. And he has this like long, crazy hair. He's four. He's just nuts. And he's such a personality. Ali. <laughs> Gav, this man has been loaned out 12 times in his career. Yes! I mean, this year. <laughs> he just wants to keep playing. Like, he would keep going. Like, Deportivo loaned him out like nine times. They must have really loaned him. I'm not even going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen him lying out for Depo. <laughs> <laughs> they said he made, according to Wikipedia he made 15 appearances um, 15 I am and then moaned out uh, for the next six seasons do you know what I'm going to do here um, I'm just going to go Jesse that has yeah. arguably the most interesting <laughs> funniest and Possibly the best pod we've had. So you can do all your little snot and laughs there. Come on, do do another snot. I just, I just want to know what you guys have been messaging each other. We actually haven't. I don't know about you, Andy, but it's just been fucking deadly. It's been funny. And do you know, by the time we take out you and Jesse's giggling, this pod is actually only about 32 minutes long. Yay! Nah, 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 You've nah. got Gav giggling like a 13-year-old Irish schoolgirl. It's great. Well, here, Ali, seems the last uh, part of the season. Eh? Why don't you name our team? And oh, God. just to spice it up, you know when you name the player, I want the club they played for. No, Gav, the club, the club is your name. When I run back the team, they get players only. So if you want team names, you take it away. No, no, after you, you'll see. Right, let's attempt to run through this team. Brianna Scurry, England. US national women's team. <laughs> Carlos Puyol. Barcelona. Diego Lugano. Uruguay. Diego Perez. Bologna. Obdulio Varela. Uruguay. Gus Poyet. Sports. Clarence Seedorf. I don't give a shit who he plays. Carlos Valderrama. Colombia. Yuri Jorkaev. Francis. Dario Silva. Malaga. And Abrao. I'm going to put him down for San Lorenzo because he won the Copa Libertadores with them. That sounds good. Was that a loan signing or did he actually play for them? Ali, why are you dragging this out? Just <laughs> <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> yeah, we loan signing, yeah. <laughs> Jesse, I'm afraid that's for your honourable mentions. <laughs> really fast. It was Chila Verde, who oh, I know with Alex as well, and I love him because he's not Ronaldinho, but everyone should have him, or they're nuts. Gigia, Mia Ham, who I love. Cameronese, because he cut his ponytail off on camera, and that was fucking bonkers. And Gio Van Brankhurst. And that's it. But I couldn't have him because he scored against Uruguay in 2010, and that would just be unpatriotic. That's Some it. Goal. In fairness, that was some goal he scored against him. I know. That's why. Terrible. Mm. 
Well, I have to say, um, Ali, this is what the pod should have been from the very start. A laugh. <laughs> Jesse, you can laugh all you want. You can snigger away. But we, we as the, inverted commas, hosts, we should just be having a little chat amongst ourselves to discuss a certain player. We shouldn't have to be divulging into it to explain to the listeners who this player was, what it is. You've done it for us. And all the other little lazy bastards before us. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about. I have no idea. No, I'm not talking about that. Don't put that on me. Oh, you're right. Again, woman, shut up. Gav comes on here to get away from his wife. Come on. Oh, no, she sounds great. <laughs> she has to be. She puts up with Gav. <laughs> She's given three kids. She must be a saint. True. You should take her to a game with you. I recommend Liverpool in Ireland. I don't Alan. know if that's a boys' day. Why the fuck would I bring her to something that would turn her off me for life? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been brilliant. I've actually really, really enjoyed it. And even though it's not the last 11 pieces of me, Pod, it's the last 11 pieces of me with this current format, even though Jesse's just completely fucked that format up. <laughs> This is this is maybe the way we have to go from now on. Yeah, we just have to get the quirky little chicks in the corner to come on and just go, yeah, speak about football. And like, <laughs> you know, what I want to talk about is Goose Boyer and just give us his background. Just just a matter of interest. Goose Boyer, um, how tall is he, Jesse? <laughs> uh, five, nine? See, this is what I'm talking about. Why can't the other guests, like, like so Richard Kahn or Frank Bello and all that boys, come on, you know, and they're giving out their, you know, the players... Why can't they give us those type of stats? Yeah, but I don't know if that's right. I'm just thinking about what he looks like. (laughs) Jesse. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Do you know what's tempting me, though? Um, (laughs) Oh, no! um, Who's who's next, (laughs) buddy? That's it. We're done. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast finished. We're moving on to our new format. Remember for, for new the, format. Okay, okay. For the summer period. When is your? When is it? The next yeah. one. <laughs> I know, but I need to know what I'm going to listen to un, when I'm on the train. We've not even spoke about how we're who we're Very having on and how we're working it. Yet. Jesse, depending <laughs> on how Dave takes this podcast, I don't think that'd be enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I broke it. <laughs> right. Jesse, what you need to do is you need to tell the people where they can follow you. They're not going to want to. <laughs> do you know what, Jesse? I guarantee you they will want to follow you. <laughs> All right. Well, if they're if they're masochists, then where can they find me? At Jesse Loesch. That's it. That's all I have to do. Ali, where can you be found? <laughs> in, the, in the local mental asylum after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Ali Thompson eighty four. You're acting like you've never done this before. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Let's be honest, Ali. We're usually bored stiff by now. We're usually like, oh, go on, yeah, just go, just give us your present, fuck off, and go home, and <laughs> go to bed. Pretend we're interesting, when we're really not. If you want to find me, you can find me at, at Dave RN6. <laughs> <laughs> but um, make sure you check out all of what WFO we have to offer. Um, WFO we have 
WF, we have a new um, Bundesliga pod coming out soon. New and improved, no, no less. Do you know, I'm just going to wrap this up going, listen, Jesse, thanks for coming <laughs> on because I, I, I'm not even lying. I need to pee. <laughs> So does my dog. Please, <laughs> please don't judge any other WFI podcast on this one. So oh, no, <laughs> judge them all on it. <laughs> Ali, I'll talk to you soon, Chief. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Jesse, that's just 10 out of 10. <laughs> you guys are my favourites.